Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the podcast. Find us and the podcast on all social media platforms. Look for us on Twitter at HMOA number six P A C K. Also on Instagram and Facebook. Follow along to see and access show content and topics. And of course, we want your feedback, your comments, participation. Contact us directly at HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com or through Facebook Messenger. Anthony, sir, what's going on, bud? Not much yourself. Living the dream. That's all you can do. Living the dream. Got a pretty fun episode lined up for you today. We, uh, being episode two, every segment we do today is going to pr- pretty much be brand new. I'm going international. <laughs> going international indeed. Indeed. Heavy metal headlines. So, Anthony, sir, let's, uh, Let's start the people off with probably some uh, some heavy headlines. All right, I uh, I got this one the other day that I feel is interesting for our time, honestly. But uh, CDs, vinyl, sorry, CDs and vinyl are outselling digital downloads for the first time since 2011. Which I mean, since it's been such a big thing ever since the iPod came out and iTunes. Especially now with Spotify, any of that stuff. I mean, you just pay a monthly thing, and boom, you get everything. But um, let me ask you about that, sure. Anthony, if you don't mind. Um, does it mention in there what they consider a digital download? The only reason why I bring that up is, I mean, you know, me personally, I mean, I I know you're a Spotify guy. I do a lot of my uh, my, my music listening through uh, um, the uh, the iTunes Music app. I haven't bought a, a like a track individually probably in five years. So I mean, when they when they say like a digital download, is that what they're talking about? Like, are they are they, are they referring to like a single? So they're actually um, separating the subscription services from that. It's a whole separate thing. I believe they're counting as if you like, you know, if you bought a digital download, like sure. if you just bought the album. You know, from Amazon, but just the the, the digital portion of it. Okay, I got you. Because uh, I think because back then they didn't have the subscription ideas. Going back into a recording, uh, according to the RIAA, which is the Recording Industry of America, 
the digital download is down 25%. That puts the physical copies at 1.5 billion for 2017 and 1.3 billion for the digitals. So it's just a little bit under it. Uh, vinyls alone have actually gone up 10%. At, uh, 39 sorry 395 billion which I feel like they're coming back around anyways like nowadays any album that comes out well it's a cool a digital it's a cool vintage thing sure to, to like have to like have again and like it's I actually like the fact that like bands are actually coming out with the vinyls again like they're they're like hey we got our CD we got this package like buy this you get the CD combo or you buy this you get the vinyl combo right, right. it's only a couple bucks more um you can actually get a record player now. Well, yeah, like you can a, get the USB ones. I just plug in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right into so, your laptop, or so that so that so that's 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 a cool thing that's like coming back. I, I mean, it remains to be seen how long it lasts. Right, right. But uh, I laugh when I hear numbers like that, though, like the uh, the ten percent increase versus mm-hmm. uh, last year, because right. that ha- that can't be a large number. Well, two thousand eleven was uh, the last time that they were actually above. The digitals. It's almost so, like if I told you I doubled my years. I doubled my amount from last year and last year's amount was zero. Take zero times right, two. Right, right. You still have zero. Right. <laughs> but I. Uh, I'm sorry. That's me being bitter today. <laughs> felt like it was an interesting topic, especially being as tech savvy as we are nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Because um, you know, there's a there's, I think there's an art form to having like the vinyl and the CDs, and I think one of the things that like a, a lot of uh, like you know up and comers are gonna like miss out on is uh, what kind of what I, like I grew up with, and you probably know a lot about is like the album artwork used oh, yeah. to actually be something like Definitely. actually important. I mean, I still buy CDs to this day. If I find bands that I really thoroughly enjoy, I will still buy the physical copy. I just like having the piece of it. Oh, absolutely, and. You know the bands that do it well. So I, I can't remember what the article was that I was reading, but it was it was actually it might have been a radio show that I was listening to. But they're actually talking about like before, if you actually wanted to know like the lyrics of like a song, you actually had to buy had to look it up. the vinyl or the CD. But now like I mean I when when we're playing with like the cover band, I go to AZ Lyrics, mm-hmm. copy, paste, zoom it over to my app over there that gives me the uh, the uh, the on stage scrolling. Boom, done. Didn't have to buy a whole hell of a lot there. Um, uh, even though when you go back to the artwork, it was it was cool because like even certain like Rob Zombie, I always give an example, or mm-hmm. White Zombie because I still have that album. But like inside, they have like this whole book almost where it has all this. I mean, it has all the lyrics, but the artwork even behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just it's interesting. So just a second piece to it. Well, that used to be a part of like the Rob Zombie tour. Like he would actually have like his trailer that used to like follow him around, and like it would have like all the visual, sure. like all the visual stuff, like sure. whether it be original artwork pieces mm-hmm. or obviously he was huge in like the film and whatnot. Yeah, so like yeah, he would yeah. uh, he would mix all that in and whatnot. Um, so I I actually have um, one of the articles that I had looked up for a uh, for a for a headline. It's um, a gentleman named Michael Sweet. He plays for the band Striper. S T R I P E R. His uh, his quote to actually uh, open this headline was: "CDs are becoming obsolete, and in a few years they will be." Just I'll just go ahead and just read this real quick. It's a, only a couple paragraphs. Has lamented the f- uh, Michael Sweet has lamented the fact that people don't take the time to check out full-length albums anymore. 
explaining it's really a bummer that so many music fans just download or listen to the single and don't even hear the other songs. Full-length albums seem to be a dying art these days. With streaming services like Spotify altering the way people consume music, even though digital downloads had a short run as a top-selling format in the music industry, they were overtaken by music streaming services. Sur- excuse me, services. Sorry, just a few years later. As a result, increasing number of artists no longer release full-length full-length albums, but continue to issue singles in a time where iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube are primary access points for their music. Um, he goes on. This, um, he does. He does preface, um, end this by saying the scary part about streaming is that the artist doesn't get paid very much. Um, it's sad when you spend three months of your life making an album and investing so much into it only for people to stream or download one song. Right. That's true. Which is uh, in the in the music world. I mean, that's that's actually unfortunate. I mean, that's a. I feel that that's a crime against humanity because like some of the best song, like some of my favorite songs of some of these artists are not the ones that are released on singles. Right. In totally. any way, shape, or form. Radio, I mean, same way, same thing. Like, so I, sometimes I don't even understand the songs that they release as a single. It's like, why, why would you release that song when you, you have the rest of the album this, this, so and better. this? Um, there was a band back in the day. Uh, not back in the day. It was, it was probably early 2000. Il Nino. Okay. The first radio single that was released from Il Nino. I actually remember um, the name of it's going to escape me. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with my hemming and hawing. Um, maybe I'll just edit the answer in later. Um, <laughs> but I remember the, the the first single that they actually released was like relatively light, like it was like you know very not like, El Nino-ish at all. But then like you go by the it was still a good song. But you go by the album and like you play like the first track and the first track the first song and like the first track of their first album was like if you still hate me. Right. Which just Great like right when it starts like dun dun mm-hmm. and then like you know like. Had a, had a system in my car at the time, so the whole car is like shaking because like the bass is like rumbling through it. But like that's a, that's like a crime against humanity as far as not crime against musical acts because like the the whole album can be something completely different based on like what they release. Here's something on whether it be any of the streaming services or even like XM radio. Well, I think I think a lot of times, and, and I always give this example with the Treyu, so. You know as much as I do. Mm-hmm. They started very, very heavy for the most part, but as their CDs kind of went along, they got a little lighter, a little lighter. And um, what's the album? Let's Sell Paper Anchor. When they put out that album, it was not the Atreyu people know. Uh, the song Becoming the Bull. Becoming the Bull. Yep. Was on the radio. I thought that was Papa Roach when it came out. Right, but. And, and, I, and I totally get that, the fact that it's nothing like you would think, but they got radio time because sure. of that song. Oh, sure. So people were like, oh, this band exists. Maybe I'll check out their other stuff. And that's, that's how I feel, because right after that, they started to come back. It came back a little bit heavier with the, you know, the Congregation of the Damned. Even the new album, Long Live, is, is more like towards Live. their older stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think they did that curve just to pick up some more followers. That's my that's my personal opinion on it. Oh, and absolutely, and you know what? I'm not one of those people that ever paints somebody like the the word sellout to me. Right. is like, come on, like, like seriously, like any of us that are in a band right now, if somebody knocked on the door and said, "Dude, if you play this song right now, I'll give you eight million dollars." Right. I agree. I, totally I would say, agree. where do you want me to sign? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. My name is Mark. This is, my name is Marcus. 
this is our new single. <laughs> right. No, and, and, and I, I mean, you you got you got to think two sides of it. You you got to have your. I mean, it's a, it's a career, and you gotta you gotta enjoy it. And I get that, but you also have to make a living off of it. You know that album is actually a great example because, like that album, I actually kind of gave up on because of becoming the bull. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. But then you actually, and then all of a sudden, like I would hear like a song, like wherever I am, like if it's just like my random searching, like you know my my random playlist or something like that, and then like a song coming, like what oh where the where the hell did that come from? Right, right. Um, I think the song is called "Lose It." Yep. Great song, mm-hmm. like great great song, like. Um, there's a couple of them that are on that album that are like that. It's kind of like, oh, man. It's like, dude, I wrote this off right after Becoming the Bull came out, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, here here we are. Like, I actually... When two or one, any of those are good. Like, now I actually love the song. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. great, super. But, um... You never know until you dwell. So I have a fun story. Actually, I actually, uh, I like this story. <clears throat> New Iron Maiden pinball machines released through Stern Pinball. So Stern Pinball Inc., the world's oldest and largest producer of arcade-quality pinball machines, today announced the availability of a new line of Legacy of the Beast. So it's a, it's a legit pinball machine, like full-blown, <laughs> yep. doing, doing, whole on uh, That the horror all right, all right. and classic and iconic rock band Iron Maiden. Kind of cool. So uh, <laughs> the... Um, let's just skip down a little bit here. The Iron Maiden pinball machines aim to reflect the same excitement energy and experience of a live Iron Maiden concert. That's a, that's a lot to hold up there. That's pretty intense for right, pinball. Right, like for pinball. Pretty intense for pinball. I played a lot of uh, pinball. None bl- of them had that effect. <laughs> I've never played a pinball game thinking that I was going to be, uh, that I was at an Iron <laughs> Maiden concert. <laughs> um, players will immerse themselves in an interactive Iron Maiden universe, transforming into various forms of Eddie, the band's legendary mascot. Players as Eddie will embark on a quest to defeat the Beast and his minions across the legacy of the Beast. All that in pinball, huh? Mobile game and comic book book world. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure they have a they have a game of some sort. Like, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know if it's on the phone. It's not like huge or anything. So here, here's a good here's a good part. The pro, premium, and limited edition models feature stunning and distinctive hand drawn art. Which is pretty sweet coming oh, yeah. from Iron Maiden because, exactly. like, going back to what we're talking about, I mean, that's the only reason why, like, Iron Maiden, like, that's an experience. Oh, yeah. Um, and all models will include 12 Iron Maiden songs. All the same? Does it specify? Oh, it's, it specifies. So these 12 songs are, are, are on every model Ace okay, is High, all the same. Uh, Two Minutes of Midnight, mm-hmm. The Trooper, Wasted Years, okay. Can okay. I Play with Madness? Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, Power Slave, Hallowed be, Hallowed be Thy Name, which they must have to pay royalties for. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Flight of the Akaris, yep. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and Fear of the Dark. Wow, all good ones. So they didn't, I, they didn't cheap out, which is good. <laughs> so that's some. Uh, um, on all models, players will go to battle as Eddie with the help of our of four flippers, two spinners, a set of Jesus. three bank drop targets, metal and wire form ramps, a captive ball mechanism, 
a dual up post lock mechanism. This is fun because I've never broken down pinball like this. I have no idea what you're talking about. And a setter bullseye target. You, you know what I'm talking. If you've gotten the pinball, like all this stuff would like make sense. You have to like picture yourself in like a I big mean, pinball. I mean, I get it, but my, my mechanism isn't Now here's the bad news. So apparently we're gonna have to find like a really cool arcade to like go do this because uh, I actually have the pricing on all these machines. The um the pro model in U.S. dollars is five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Premium model in U.S. dollars is U U.S. dollars seven thousand five hundred ninety nine. So a twenty five uh, fifteen hundred dollar upgrade. The limited edition model is a is a buck under nine grand. Long story short, there will not be one in our basement. Nope, nope, that one's it. Not yet, anyway. Um, Iron Maiden Pinball is available through authorized Stern Pinball distri Distributors, so if anybody's actually uh, in the market for a solid pinball machine, there you go. Away you go. Uh, last, bit, last bit of fun news that um, I, I, uh, I pulled out. Um, Children of Bodom enters studio. They actually enter the studio. Um, for, for us, this is tomorrow. Ten albums, right? Um, th this will be their tenth studio album. Finnish Metalers, Children of Bodom will enter the studio tomorrow, Wednesday, March 28th, to begin recording their 10th album for a late 2018 release. It's going to take most of the year, then. That feels aggressive to me, though. Like, usually when guys go into the album, it doesn't usually come out, like, that same year. Right, usually they kind of... Well, what's actually neat about this, like, that in this article, they actually talk about how they actually have their own, uh, um, their own Children of Bodom headquarters. It, uh, it features a rehearsal space, studio, a warehouse where they can keep their backline, cars, and a lounge area. Huh. And uh, they, they, they just know in this article it's awesome because it beats having the book studio time. Well, friggin' duh. I mean, when you own your own, I guess, yeah. All right. I just have my own paradise. Um, also, fun fact, Children of Bodom's recent U.S. tour saw the band celebrating the 20th anniversary of the release of its debut album, Something wild, which I grew up on old school Children sure. of Bodom, so like that's I, I, I can I can like name death, their 10 albums for you. Hate Crew Death Toll, I think that's what it is. But uh, that's a that's a that's actually a really cool band that's like doing a lot of cool things right now. Been, I mean, like 20 years, I mean, they've been around for a while, they're still rolling. They can actually just do me the favor of getting the hell out of the cover game because that'd be fun. Yeah, not their strongest points. <laughs> I, I, I get it, but. So, yeah. Anything to add it, Sir Anthony? I think that is it for me. Cool beans. We have a really fun and exciting segment for you guys today. This is Heavy Metal over a six-pack Battle Royale Tournament Edition. World's best Celtic folk metal band. It's, uh, it's going to be the first of a series of uh, tournament-style battle royale. Heavy Metal over a six-pack is going to deem a winner of a field of 16 bands. Today we are specifically looking for the top Celtic folk heavy metal band out there. So what, I did, what we did was we went to, um, we went to a website, top10.com. The, um, excuse me, thetop10s.com. Uh, fun, fun website if you actually want to uh, uh, just source things one through ten. Um, I will be referring to them uh, quite a bit in, uh, in future, future episodes. And um, so we, pu we, pulled out, uh, we pulled out 16 bands that are of the uh, folk and uh, Celtic variety. 
Um, myself and I, Anthony, went through all of these bands, and we have a six-point grading scale. Excuse me, it's going to be... It's gonna be the six hatchet point grading scale for the uh, for the folk and Celtic uh, metal band uh, bracket tournament, and we are gonna whittle this down to one winner for you. So you guys will know the absolute best folk Celtic metal band in our opinion in the world. In our opinion, our very important opinion, mind you. <laughs> Very extremely important. Um, kind of wondering how I should start this. Should I should I actually introduce the sixteenth ba- the sixteen yeah, bands by like name? It. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to do. Your okay, list and then so we um we uh we d- we decided to do a, ra- a random our background noises music's like really loud today. Remember being better last time, but um. We randomly selected the seeding, so um, if uh, if anybody is a is a tournament follower, unfortunately, we uh, we just uh, kind of threw all the names in the hat. That way, everybody had a fair shot at being a number one seed, number sixteen seed, whatever the case may be. But our sixteen competitors today for the for the best folk Celtic metal band in the world, according to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, and uh, I forgive probably ninety percent of these because I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. The uh, our first our first contestant is going to be Skilltron. Followed by Teresas, Windir, Fintrol, Aluvietti, Dalriata, Moonsorrow, Equilibrium, Ensiferum, Ensiferum, sorry, sounds right. Agaloc, uh, Tear, yep, okay, uh, Thyrfing, Winter Sun, Skyclad, Corpic. Lani and Creation. I think I did pretty okay. Yeah, I think you do good. T- to be honest with you. Bad sticker. So, uh, every one of our participants will be linked to our website, so you can uh, so you can check out the music for yourselves. Unfortunately, we can't share with you because of licensing agreements and demand, and we can't afford to pay the one hundred thousand dollar fine for the one hundred listeners. We um we broke down these uh these musical acts by six points to reward hatchet points for anywhere between the number one and six those six categories are vocals lyrics guitar drum effects and other instrumentation and overall sound any questions or anything to add anthony no all right our number one seed by random draw skilltron versus teresa's all right, my uh, my basic information: Skilltron was formed in the year 2004. They are from Argentina. They are the only South American band that plays Celtic folk metal. There might be others, but they didn't make it. Uh, once again, formed in 2004. Um, so their their head up competition is going to be Teresa's. So, Teresas, they're a Finnish metal band from, excuse me, I'm going to mess this up, Hamin Lena, I guess, is that how you would say that? Uh, they actually were founded in 1997. They are named after the ancient Finnish god of war. Awesome. That's actually where I booked my vacation, like, next month. Finnish? 
Yeah, I'm going like right to wherever these guys just came from, whatever that word Have you just said. Minolina? Right. I couldn't find a direct flight, though. It was odd. But sure? moving on. So every category, Anthony went through them. I went through them. We scored them all. Every category gets one to six hatchets, and then we totaled said hatchet count. So why don't we start with our top guy, Skilltron. Well, Anthony, my total hatchet count, and we can break this down if you want. Well, we'll probably break it down when we get to the later the later rounds, I'm guessing. Skilltron's earned 21 hatchets for me. Okay. I, uh, I got uh, 29 on my end. 29. That's, 29. A, that's a solid number. I um. I will um, make note, though, that when I was going through these, apparently I was in a bad mood on Sunday because I was very tough very on a lot of these. But for the purpose of breaking stuff down, like I, I feel I feel like that's fair. 29 to 21. If I'm if my math is right, I'm saying that's 50. Okay. Sounds good, right? Yeah, I like it. All right, Teresa's. For them, I actually got a, a lower end of 17. On my end. That's odd. I also have 17. Interesting. Should we make fun of them just like a little bit? Tell them where we didn't like them. I'm going to throw out that they do a cover of a Russian uh, song called Vesputin, and it's mm. phenomenal, but on their own, and I don't like to count covers because it's technically not their work, I wasn't super, super impressed with them. Yeah, I decided I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash them. So, 1717. Uh, that's 34 total hatchets. That is a that is a landslide by Skilltron mm -hmm. with the 50 hatchets. So Skilltron will be moving on to round two. Our next our, our next first round matchup is going to be Windier versus Finn Troll. Windier, let me find him. Uh, from Norway, they are actually another one of the older bands formed in 1994. Um, Unfortunately, that's all the fun facts that I put down for him. All right, well, Ventral. Actually, I uh, used to listen to these guys actually a lot. But they're a, uh, a folk metal band from Helsinki, Finland, which is actually, oddly enough, a soil works up of one of the newer albums. Sidebar for you. Nice. They combine the elements of black metal and folk metal. Uh, most of the lyrics are Swedish, with the exception of a couple of the songs. Madan... Laula. Um, so the idea evidently behind it, just a, a side note on him, which I, I find interesting, is that uh, he, their original singer decided to use Swedish over Finnish since he was part of a Swedish-speaking minority in Finland. And uh, they also felt that the uh, Finnish language seemed to better suit the band's trollish outfit. <laughs> which, you know, why not, I guess. Make it your own. That's pretty awesome. Let's, uh, so for our, so they're technically our top seed according to the bracket. What is your hatch account for Windier? Windier, I wasn't a huge fan, but I gave him a 14. Ooh, 14. Yeah, yep. They're also my last listen. So, <laughs> so my, my Windier hatch account was a 22. You, you, uh, so that was a, that's, we're gonna give that a, you're that's, a fan. 22. That's 36 hatchets for the for the wind the windier. How about Finn Troll? It's number seven on my list. Finn Troll actually scored 23 hatchets. I actually got 19 for him. 19. Mm -hmm. So that's if I'm, my math is right, it's 42. That's a 42 to 36 count. That's a that was a close one for yeah, me. Yeah, that was a little, a little closer than the last one. Really, we have uh, wavering decisions on those two. Finn Troll would move on to the second round. Our next first round matchup. 
and I'm going to chuckle a little bit. The first, <laughs> our first round matchup here It's going to be a Luvietti versus Dalria, Dalriata. Luvietti, um, we, uh, if, you, if you listen to episode one, we kind of, uh, we kind of uh, gushed over them a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Dalriata from Hungary, formed in 1998. Um, I believe that's the only band that we have on the list today from Hungary. Yeah, I believe so. That's exciting. Uh, male and female. Yep. I believe the female is the, uh, the the primary singer in this particular group. They also used. They were formed in 1998, and they actually used to be called the Echoes of Dalria, Dalriata. I apologize, but they shortened it in 2006. Yeah, it's much easier to say now. Mm -hmm. You don't want to kill it. All right, so we can put them to a sad death. What was your hatchet count for Dalriata? <laughs> My hatchet count for Dalriata. Was twenty one actually. Twenty one. That's actually mm -hmm. not too bad. You know what's unfortunate for these guys? I think I actually like them because as far as my scoring goes, this is a, this is up there. This is a, there's only a handful that got over twenty for me, and these guys got twenty two. So I'm sorry. What was your number, Anthony? Twenty one. Twenty one and twenty two. Yep. That is forty three. What was your hatchet count for a Luvietti? I gave him thirty three. Thirty three. That's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> 33, Maya Luvietti was, let's see, number two was 27. So that's 60. That's going to be a landslide defeat. A little bit, just a little bit. For a Luvietti into the second <laughs> round. But, you know, solid, solid showing for Dalriata. Yeah, no, they, they, uh, they have their own. So, uh, unfortunately, they just, they just ran into a Titan in round one. All right, next first round matchup is going to be Moon Sorrow versus Equilibrium. Uh, Moon Sorrow is actually a Finnish pagan metal band formed again in Helsinki mm -hmm. in 1995. So they've been around for a little while. When I uh, when I first uh, added this name to the list, I remember seeing like some of the comments saying that these these were not Viking metal. This is pagan metal. Mm -hmm. It's different. And I was like, hmm. Oh well. I mean, good luck. The band actually calls their see. What's funny is that they. Uh, they try to distance themselves from the term Viking metal. They like to call their sound epic heathen metal. Okay. I mean, I guess if you want to move away from it. Sure. I guess. Well, they'll be sorry when you know. But a, it's a more fleet toward... of Vikings like show up in their island and just smite all of them. Anyway. I guess it's more toward the pagan and spiritual as opposed to rather than happy or danceable, if you must. So equilibrium. Now, I, I actually have two forming dates. I guess they originally formed in 2001 and then kind of had a hiatus and then reformed in 2003, but they are, from, they are from Germany. They are our only Germans on the list of, uh, on, uh, of our uh, top 16 Celtic folk metal bands. Um, <laughs> without further ado, let's, let's start with, what do I got on the top there? Equilibrium? Moonsorrow's on the top? I get 17 for them. I also have 17, so that's going to be a score of 34 for Moonsorrow. For uh, Equilibrium, at 20. Equilibrium, because of that one special song that I actually pulled out, which I really enjoyed, uh, I gave them a 19. Otherwise, I wasn't a huge fan of their other stuff. Yeah, so 19 and 20, that's equals 39. I will give Moonsar a one, one, one kind of shout-out. They did a Metallica cover did for Whom the Bell Tolls. Okay. Now, what I like about it is they really kind of made it their own, sure. which 
is going to be the only nice thing I say about them because they did not move on to the round two. Nope. nope. They got their uh, they got squeaked by by Equilibrium. So congratulations, Equilibrium. Round two, you go. All right, next first round mac- matchup: Enciferum, Enciferum versus Agaloc. Agaloc is our only American mm-hmm. being represented they in are, uh, today's they competition. Are. They are from Portland, Oregon. I will tell you, you need to uh, put some time aside if you really want to uh, break down their music because I think the average song song length is about 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were quite long. And it's hard to judge when they're that long because there's so many parts to a song. You can't really just, you know, cover it all. Well, the problem is you can't just, like, sit down and, like, listen to it because you have to, like, really commit to it. So, I mean, it's a matter of, like, having it on the background like, doing something, like, productive. Right. Um, uh, formed 1995. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of mid nineties for the for the yeah, Falcon. Yeah, seems to be kind of like when they Falcon all kind of started the metal. And then their uh, their comp- their competitor Ensif- es- <laughs> so sorry, and Sifram, nineteen ninety five from Finland. Any fun facts for Ensifram? Not too too much. What I remember that what I remember reading about Ensifram is um, that they they're, they're up there when it comes to like the the older groups like a Skyclad. Is uh, considered to be one of the originals in this in this genre, and they were they when they originally came up, they were they were supposedly um, kind of able to match up with like the the presence that Skyclad actually uh, set forth for the, for the genre. But we'll see how that works out. Like with our handy dandy grading system, I gave him an I gave Enciferum an eighteen. I give actually gave Enciferum a thirty. I uh, actually had a couple of these songs. I actually really enjoy them. Mm. Oh my goodness gracious! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Agalock. Um, nineteen. Yeah, I was. I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna trump that a bit. I'm gonna go fifteen on them. Alrighty. It was just too long for my taste. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't hold hold that long through. Metallica intro was one thing, but that is. Yep. Bird in the window. I'm watching. All right, and Sifram moves on to round two. Our uh, next first round matchup, we have Tier versus uh, Tier Thing. So, Tier is based off the Norse god of judgment. The subject matter actually revolves mostly around the Viking lore, mythology, and history. And again, taking the name Tier, being the god of law and justice. Kind of what they're rolling with. Some of these vocals are actually very intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very impressive. I, in, I in, uh, personally myself was not a fan of his the sound of his voice. Okay, it's kind of weird to me. That was kind of my downfall for them. That's weird because I liked everything about them except for the vocals. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was the same. Like way. I was the very, I was, I was, I was, I was, rel- I was relatively critical on the vocals, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the, 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 the guitar work, the. the Else the lyric really well. sub- subject matter I was actually cool with, if mm. that makes sense. Yep, nope. Um, Fearfing from Denmark. No, I'm sorry. Ireland. Tears from Denmark. I'm so sorry. Tears from Denmark, Fearfing's from Sweden. Sweden. Yes. 1995, founded from Sweden. Fearfing, number 12 on my list, 19 hatchet points. For a tear? Tear thing. I'm sorry. Tire. Tire thing. Right, it's almost it's almost the same name, which is kind of funny. I almost. got 19 for them. 19 is 38. Tier, I had 18. The vocals killed them. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I give him an 18. So. 
They're just like match totals, like clearly both times. So 38 to 36. Thyrefing wins by a squeaker. All by accident. See, this is why you're gonna know that like it's like the best in the world because like it's like a full crazy review. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, our, um, our second to last matchup in round one, we have Winter Sun versus Skyclad. Again, I can speak to Skyclad a little bit. Skyclad's our only representative from England. Yep. They were formed the in British. 1990. They, be they are known to be the uh, pretty much the uh, the godfathers of the folk, Celtic, heavy metal um, genre. About all I can speak to them. So evidently, Helsinki is the like birthplace of most of this. So Winter Sun is a Finnish heavy metal band from that place exactly. And it's actually a side project of a band called Jari, and I'm going to mess this up because there's a lot of dots above all these letters. Mainpa. It's also the same vocalist and guitarist of Insiferum. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact for you. Fun facts for days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we could, we could have two representatives right? in the second round of like, like the same dudes. Yeah. Interesting fact for you there. All right. Winter Sun. 2004, also Finnish. That's about all the fun facts I had for them. Winter Sun, I gave 17 hatchet points. I actually gave him 23. 23, that's mm-hmm. 40. Very nice. Skyclad, 60 on my list, got 19 hatchet points. I gave him a 20. So 39. I enjoyed them a little bit. Well, unfortunately, Winter Sun wins that, that game by one Point. One point, yeah. That's like a three-pointer at the buzzer for Winter Sun that now moves on to the second round. Our last first-round matchup is going to be against Corpic Lani and Creation. Corpic Lani might be my new favorite band. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. They were formed in 1993. They are Finnish. They have a fabulous, fabulous catalog. Agreed. They have um, they have a lot of the great bullet points. Like when I'm listening to this genre of music, that um, they just made. It, you know what? They just they just make you freaking happy. Mm-hmm. They're very very dancey. Like say polka. If you want lost. some, if you want some goddamn heavy metal that's gonna make you happy, you listen to Corbic Lonnie because because you do. Uh, fun fact about them: their original band. They were actually a, a regular folk band before anything. They started as Shamani Duo. Duo. And they were an in-house restaurant band. In oh, that's so hot. <laughs> and then they actually morphed into Shaman later on in 1996, where they hit more of the heavy... heavy I'm sorry. The heavy use of the uh, Samic music elements. They use what's called, as spelled J-O-I-K, which is yoik, I guess. It's uh, just a traditional of the uh, Sami um, region. It's just the kind of songs that they sing, the style of it. And that's what they use in a lot of it, which is kind of neat. A little lore for you. Pretty awesome. you have any uh, fun facts on this creation? I can tell you uh, they were formed in 1995, and they're also from Finland. A lot of from Finland seems to be the... Uh, yeah, it's kind of the region that they we're They have a song uh, called Bloody Sunday, which is not a cover of U2. <laughs> I was... Thank God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say I was disappointed, but... Uh, it's like, oh, it'd be awesome to, to hear a Celtic, uh, Celtic 
Celtic metal version of uh, YouTube. So I know this is it from Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cut you off from that. No, 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 that's cool. I never, I never uh, plan to be right all the time. So um, I, I have creation down as like having a female and a male vocalist. And what's really funny, like in my side notes here, I, I put like an F equals great, M equals meh. Meh, I like that. So apparently I wasn't excited about the uh, the male vocalist in uh, creation. They, uh, they've been acclaimed of having, quote, gone the greatest lengths of anyone in their attempts to expand the genre of folk metal. Hmm. And they also recognize as one of the founders of the folk metal genre. All right, all right, mm -hmm. all right. That's, I mean, yeah, whatever. All right, so creation. I gave 20 hatchet points. I gave him 18. 38. Corpic Lonnie. Game of 30. 23. 53. That would be a landslide. Corpic Lonnie moves on to round two. Listening audience, be sure to uh, check out all the uh, social medias. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll share the links of these uh, poor, sad, poor, sad losers that uh, didn't make it out of the uh, first round. But for a matter of time, this is a single elimination tournament. On to round two. You ready for some round two? <laughs> Always ready for round two. Always ready for round two. Our first round two matchup. We're going right back to the top of the list. Skiltron, who landslided the shit out of Teresa's <laughs> um, in the in the first matchup versus Fintroll, who uh, who barely squeaked by Windeer. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So this is where this gets interesting. We gotta do some math. We gotta do some math. We have uh, we have multipliers. If if you remember Anthony, that we t we discussed this before coming on air, so we're we're gonna times three that last category for the overall sound. For the overall sound, so out of the uh, the six categories that we uh, we critiqued all these again, it's uh, vocals, lyrics, guitar, drum effects, and other sound action, and then overall sound. So if Fintroll, if I update my numbers, it's gonna make them a 31 for me. Alright, so second round total for Fintroll turns into a 54. That's with a three-time multiplier on the overall sound category. Not bad. Not bad, Fintroll. Ah, uh, Skiltron. 17 on my end. Give me a 39 on my end. 27 for me, so 39 and 27. 66. Skiltron's going strong, man. That's a 66 <clears throat> to 54 victory. Because he sounds like Dio. Come on, let me give him that, Mr. Ronnie. We're thinking when we get to the final four of these, we might break down some of these uh, categories that we uh, we graded these on. Great. So congratulations, Skiltron, moving on to round three. Our uh, our next second round matchup is going to be Alluvietti versus Equilibrium. First round totals for these two groups, we had 60 for Alluvietti, <laughs> who uh, who kind of kind of landslided Del uh, Del Del Riata. And then we had uh, we had a, a whopping 39 points for Equilibrium. I'm not even sure if we Holding have to do the up. math. I, I don't know if we have to even do the math <laughs> on this one. Are you sure? I will. I mean, I'll do it. For the uh, poops and giggles, we can. Uh, so poor Equilibrium. Well, they're gonna gain. They're gonna get up to 26 on my end. 27 on my end. If I'm mistaken. That's 54. Luvietti. It'd be 45 for them. 45. 
I'm a bad man. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 37. So what's that? 70, 82? Am I doing that right? If I'm 37, you, you said 45? 82, right? Yes. I thought you meant for yours. I was like, oh, I don't think that's right. All right, so that's like, that's like, that's like bloody hell that just happened to <clears> poor <throat> Equilibrium. But good try. Thank you for participating. Our next second round matchup, Ensiferum versus Theorfing. Ensiferum's first round total was 48. Theorfing's first round total was 38. So one of us is going to really have to uh, improve the uh, the overall sound to uh, get uh, Theorfing past this one. Which Theorfing would turn into a 25 on my end. Theorfing would be a 25 on my end as well. I'm sorry. 27, I apologize. All right, 52. Ensiferum. That would be a 40 for me. This is a 27. Excuse me, 24. So 64. 64 beats 52 in my book. Ensiferum moves on to the final four. And our last second round matchup is Winter Sun versus Corpic Lani. Um, Corpic Lani had a really high number. And Winter Sun had 40. <laughs> a really high number. <laughs> <laughs> math. The beers are starting to kick in, so there's not going to be a lot of math going on here. Corpix Lani would turn into 31 on my end. 42 for me. <clears throat> so 73. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm reading? Winter Sun. They don't even exist on my piece of paper anymore. Oh, yeah, they do. They're right there. I'm sorry. Number three. Well, they're only going to be 20, a 20. 29 on my end. And 23 for me. 52. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's another death slaughter. <laughs> Let's see. So that's a 21 point victory. That is not the highest. Eluvietti with a 28 point victory represents the highest. But we now have a final four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's uh, let's break down the final four like a little bit here. Let's uh, let's actually enjoy like maybe some of the some of these uh, some of these musical groups. Let's let's talk about Skilltron a little bit. Um, what I can tell you, like when I listen to Skilltron, based on my my grading purposes, um, I was really excited about the guitar work. I was really excited about the uh, the the effects, like the the piccolo, the mandolin, like the the outside. Like I actually thought they did uh, they did pretty well. Like when I listen to stuff like this, like the effects side of it, I I like to have that nice blend, but like that part that like really catches you. It's really the part that I really love about this music because it really does make me happy. It's why I like. Celtic music, yeah, like, like little, anyway, but the fact that right, but the fact they have like the heavy metal and then like you get like the uh, the awesome rift rift work and the great solo and the whatnot. I put his vocals pretty average, and the lyrical content I wasn't necessarily crazy about. Like I, I rated that pretty low. I mean, you gotta think they are pretty on the fantasy end of things. So sometimes, depending who you are, they're gonna be silly in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I like to think I'm open-minded. No, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alluvietti. I mean, just stop it. <laughs> the only thing, so I'm I'm a big Alluvietti fan myself. My my lowest thing for them, honestly, is um, the guitar work, only because riff-wise, most of the songs are very much the same. Mm-hmm. They're very, I know I'm going to use the word bland, but it's just. 
it is what it is. You know, it's you actually know? interesting because, like, being a guitar player, I actually agree with you on that because that's where I actually thought this was going to be fun, you being a drummer, me being a guitarist. Like, this is where we can actually, like, get into these breakdowns. Mm -hmm. I don't find anything overly crazy about Olivietti's no. like They're guitar all, work. It's pretty basic chugs. But where they where they pull it off, um, his voice is very unique. Oh yeah. Her voice is just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the people like you listen to and like he's like that's the girl I'm gonna marry. <laughs> um, and the way that they actually work in like all the, like the out, the outside of the guitar and the drum, like all that other effect stuff, is just like perfectly balanced. Oh, yeah. Totally like and that's where like it all like comes together. I mean, they don't do anything great like guitar. Nope. There's not crazy solos being ripped off. You have the piccolo, you have the the bagpipes and the violin. You have all that to fill it in. So you don't need all the fancy guitar work. Mm. So with this final four matchup, we have Skilltron versus Aluvietti. Skilltron scored a 66 in the previous round. Aluvietti did 82. If we really wanted to, we could probably figure out the multipliers, but we kind of know who's gonna win this one. Maybe. Actually, hold on. Let me think about this here. The Skilltron, I was actually impressed with their guitar work. I rated them, well, mm -hmm. just one point higher. Skilltron guitar is four. Okay, so that would be ten. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, whatever they lose. Olivietti goes on to the final. Um, the, the second final four matchup, we have Ensif Ens Ensiferum versus Corpic Lani. If I, was to, um, if I was to actually properly seed this tournament, like this, uh, this little tournament bracket, because... Um, I mean, I happen to be a man of the uh, the, the sports world, so like I'm, I'm I'm very familiar with like tournament brackets and like whatnot, and like as, as of like right now, March Madness is going on in NCA uh, college basketball right now, which is kind of funny that we're doing our uh, heavy metal bracketology. <laughs> All but, at the um, same time, if I was to tell you the number one seed of this tournament, it was probably going to be a Luvietti. If I was going to tell you the number two seed of this tournament. It would be Corpiclani because these guys are just so freaking fun, and I just love their catalog. Like, I've, in in fact, I um when we started breaking down these bands like a couple days ago, I uh, this is the one that like hit my personal playlist. Like, it started off as a couple of singles, and then like I actually did, I did my due diligence and I listened to other mm -hmm. songs in the album. I didn't necessarily go off the top the top songs. Sure. From, and they're just so freaking fun. They're a good time. Um, they have a song called Vodka. I think that's one of their one of their only English songs too. I think most of the songs. Are Maybe. And they, they pronounce it uh, Vodka. <laughs> it's a fun song. It's a. Sure. They, they have great energy. I love the uh, I love the blend. Kind of like right up there with Aluvietti. Like their their effect work and, and everything is just spot on. I think his voice is interesting. It's entertaining. It's. Uh, yeah, I just I I have nothing bad to say about these guys. The um yeah, no, I'm, I'm right with you, honestly. Um, unfortunately, in Sifrum, I can I can say I, I I was I was pretty uh I was pretty right down the middle in my rating system. I actually scored them a three in every category. Okay. Just nothing about them grabbed out to me, and I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I actually gave them a six on their guitar work. I actually very enjoy the guitar work, riff-wise. I feel like they feel pretty well. Part of me wonders if uh, maybe I gave up on them too quickly. Like I maybe... mean, I used to listen to them as well beforehand, okay. so I, I have a little little more of the background of it. Well, for the sake of my scoring, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, stick with it. But So, all in all... All in all. We want to start with 
So Corpicani scored a 73, and Cifram scored a 64 the last round. So adding the times three guitar bonus, mm -hmm. that gives Corpicani for me a 52. 52. Corpicani for me would be... 52 and 37? Yes. 89 points. I have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> I'll clean this we up. We got a lot of math going on here. You can only... Be solid, but yeah, brainwaves are not <laughs> functioning. Click, click. We come up with a, with a podcast over a six-pack, and then like we decide to like, just put, throw like a bunch of math together. It's like, <laughs> awesome. Way to go. Great. Who directed this thing? All right, and Sifram. Well... That gives me a 52 for them as well, actually. So six so points six points there, six points there, 12. So it's only 30, so that would be an 82. Much closer match. So now we have this, uh, we, we, we have an epic final. So our, fi our final for the, for the heavy metal over a six pack. Best in the world, folk, Celtic, heavy metal band is going to be between Luvietti and Corpiclani. I would not have scripted this any better, actually, because this is probably what the way that it should be. So I guess we should just do, uh, do out the points. Huh? It's a three-time multiplier between guitar, drum, and overall sound. Correct. Uh, if you want my scores for Corpiclani, we'll give me a 58. And... Luviete will give me a 63. 63. Mm -hmm. Nice. Luviete would be a 49 for me. So it was a valiant effort. So um, it, my, my total for the two, Luviete would be a 49. Corpiclani would be a 43. That's, uh, that's with our multipliers. What we did was we, uh, we added a three-time multiplier to the guitar, drum, and overall sound. Final score for Corpiclani is going to be 101. Hatchet points. Very solid outing. Very solid outing. Oluvietti, 112 hatchet points. So congratulations. Oluvietti is the heavy metal over a podcast. Greatest Celtic folk heavy metal band. Would you dis would you disagree with that? No, I mean it is our list and they won, but it, it <laughs> I mean, in a, I mean, in my personal opinion, I feel like they have a little bit of everything, and I think they fill it in very well. And they're, and they're just, I, I honestly, if you ask me, out of all of these, I mean, a lot of the, the other bands have the more raspy voice, and they're a little bit faster, but I feel like El Viete is instrumentally the heaviest when it comes to the breakdowns and the guitar work. I just feel like they're heavier. I could agree with that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's got the, it's got, I mean, it's really, there's really heavy metal in there. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You ready for some beer reviews? It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is What Are You Drinking Today? Sure. So what do you get there, sir? So I, I tried to go fun today. So my beer, I'm going to fill out my little scorecard. Here, you can have one of these uh, dry erase ones if you want. And a broken beer bottle. <laughs> that was empty when I spilled it. That's awesome. It's because I was actually using this. So my my beer actually my my beer actually comes from Saranac Brewery, which is in upstate New York, uh, the Saranac Lake region. I uh, I picked the S'more Porter. 
today for uh, today's uh, today's uh, six pack. Um, very dark porter, obviously, like probably in the dark brown through a black area. It's um, what what actually gets you about this beer? Like it has like that really sweet, that chocolatey, marshmallowy aroma, which is which is pretty pretty killer. It's uh, very sweet, very smooth. It's not overpowering though. Um, I'm not usually a huge fan when it comes to, like to the crazy sweet stuff. It kind of I put that right up there with the uh, with the uh, flavored beers, which I mean, technically this probably is being a s'more flavored beer. Um, but it's it's honestly actually very easy to drink. I mean, so I mean, grabbing a six pack of these would be be uh, would be pretty uh, pretty awesome. My overall beer rating for the Saranac on the on a scale of one to six, I'm going with a four point five. For the for the Saranac more as far as like a sweet like high end like I would actually consider this like a dessert beer. I could I could eat like a, a pack of Oreos with this beer. And, and probably beer it, would... it'd probably be like a probably be like a happy guy. I'll give you it. Well, the cool part about it is it's supposed to be my opinion. So <laughs> that's fair. So I'll Marcus says Saranac s'mores and, Oreos. and a package of Oreos. Okay. Four right. and a half overall rating. Suck Four it. and a half Oreos. Four. <laughs> Four and a half Oreos. Is that what you're gonna give it? Four and a half out of six. Now, would your half have the the cream on it, or would it just be the cookie? Okay, I have the sick. See, now now you just brought up like a whole nother topic. Like this podcast is gonna go for another ten minutes now because I can tell you my sick ritual when it comes to Oreos. What I do is, you actually you separate the the cookie. So you have the one with the cream, obviously, and the one, the one that's just a cookie. Correct. You eat said cookie. Just get it out of the way. Okay. Open Super another cool. one. Uh, I see where you're going. Okay. Put the cream on the side. Eat said cookie. Don't see where you're going. Put those two together. Separate so you have the cookie. Eat said cookie. Open another one. Now, you, you can... If you go higher than three, it just gets ridiculous. But, like, I like the triple decker because then you get that one cookie with, like, three layers of frosting. That's where it's at right there. Fair. And you put that on top of this beer. I'm in. All right. I'll give it to you. So, for mine... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of read this because... I feel like this would be a way to start this. But long ago, ale was known as liquid bread. A fun fact for you. So I am drinking from Wells Brewing Company banana bread beer. And it's actually brewed with real bananas. So it's actually pretty pretty legit. Um, it's very... I, this is actually the second time I've had this. And I very much enjoy it as of the fact that it's weird because I don't really like bananas at all, actually. But this has a, uh, it's got like a very subtle banana-ness behind it. If that's even a word, banana-ness, can we go with that? It's a word now. All right, I like it. General rule of thumb, anything with a, with ness at the end of it, in. Okay, I'm gonna use it. It's not overpowering. The bananas, like I said, the banana is very mild behind it. You don't really realize it until the very end. It sneaks up on you and it gives you a little kiss in the cheek. Very enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I've liked. I mean, I, when it comes to beer, I like to have stuff with a lot of flavor. I'm not a hoppy person. I like to have a little bite behind it. Like, if I'm going to drink a lot of beer, then yeah, I'll go with something light. Like a Coors or something like that. But if I'm just going to kind of enjoy my beer, I want something with flavor. And uh, this this fills the gap. Very nice, It's actually very nice. a product of England as well. It's actually uh, from out there. Very nice. I would give it a four bananas out of six. 
So I would say we, uh, any final thoughts, Anthony? Do you have any final thoughts for the people today? Say that I do. Anything you want to get off your mind? I think we did that in scoring. <laughs> I threw all my hatchets for the day. All right, guys. So uh, the, the social media is we, uh, we will link um, all of these bands. Even So um, what I can tell you is the 16 bands that actually made it to this list, even though uh, we, p- we picked one ultimate winner as a Luvietti being the, the greatest uh, folk Celtic uh, metal band of all time, says uh, heavy metal over a six-pack. Um, and we're probably right. But all of these bands kick ass in like their own their own way. So, but it depends I mean, depends on your your intake. Everyone has their own listening style. So. so don't take necessarily just take our word for it. Like we're all about the love and we're all about the uh, the music. So I mean, by all means, go out and check all of them out. We'll we'll link all of them out. Um, again, heavy metal over a six pack. Find us on all the social medias: the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook. H M O A at excuse me H M O A number six P A C K. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Mark Gothier Jr. You're not on Twitter, are you? I am not. Not on the Twitter. I don't get the birds. Um, our Twitter accounts, we can also be found at at Marked Official. That is our uh, our cover band. We can be found at Sire Metal. For our original project. For our for our for our original project. Um, I mean, there, there's plenty of ways to get to get out there. Um, definitely check us out. Like, follow, repeat, and share. Share with your friends. And uh, email us, guys, HMOA, number six, P-A-C-K, at gmail.com. If uh, you actually have a band that you would like to hear reviewed, we would love to take care of that for you. Like we Completely rip it to shreds. Yeah, we will rip the shit out of everything. You know what? We'll have fun doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have fun listening because yep. um, I would love to give honest feedback. Agreed. And, then, and keyword there is honest. Constructive criticism is honest. Constructive like cre- criticism, and you know, what? who knows? We might actually love it. And then, um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. This is episode two. This was uh, our our first series of the battle royale. We have uh, much, much more fun versions of this coming up in uh, future episodes. Uh, hope hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, we will uh, see you next time. See you. That is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. See you next time.